0: Hello and welcome back to Dialage for Hero cooks I'm your sexy ranch and co host, Calderness. This episode, we're talking about a brand new design article that was locked off to us non members of the Inner Circle hours after it was released. We're going to be talking about some Malcolm questions, some Community Tuesdays questions, and like always, what made us happy this week? This is episode 334. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. <laughs> My, my, my Dial H for HeroClicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclux singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, like always, is the the billion-dollar Bruce, my co-host. What is, what's going on, Bruce?
1: Oh, you forgot part of my title. The reigning Dial H for oh, Heroclux heavyweight champion. Dude. Of this podcast And heavy weights Heavy the right word after uh, All that binge eating you
0: forced me to do Jeez. You know I realized Quickly after those challenges That I am a very slow eater I mean I i mean, I knew this throughout life I am not a fast eater I don't know why I chose so many food based challenges But uh, I don't really regret it Because it was, it was pretty good Watching you uh, Watching you have to do all that Um, The only bad part was that I also had to do all of that, and it just, I did not, (laughs) it did not sit well with me. (laughs) Yeah. We're definitely going to have to change something.
1: Good challenge, like, finish this T-bone steak in, you know, five
0: minutes, (laughs) or, like... (laughs) Were you going to buy the T-bone steak, Simeon? Were you going to offer to buy the T-bone steak? That's what I thought. No, 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 no. (laughs) Like, the budget was ice cream and poor gingerbread house kit, and... (laughs) and, (laughs) Luckily, the cheapest that, beer that, yeah, house that was did the not budget. Below the budget, but yeah, no, it did not. Thank goodness. If people could guess the most expensive thing in that video besides the HeroClix figures, uh, I'd be very impressed. What they think we spent the most, <laughs> the most of the budget on? Um, let us know, guys. If yeah. and if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the. HeroClix WWE Extreme Rules that we posted on our YouTube channel. Uh, Check it out. We have links to it on our Facebook and Twitter. I'll put a link in the bottom of this video. We had a trailer come out a week ago. And that was our HeroClix Extreme Rules coming soon trailer. We
1: had three promos that came out subsequently. Three beautiful promos. So make sure you watch it all in order. Um, Trailer, three promos, and then the
0: main video. Yep. Otherwise, for you your easy an animal, uh, you know. viewing, it's going to make a little, it's going to make no sense. But yeah, for your viewing pleasure, there is a playlist on our YouTube channel. Uh, that is the WWE hereflux Extreme Rules playlist. If you click on it, it'll just have them all in order once you click on that playlist. So absolutely use that. Check it out, guys. We did a ton of work for this video, a ton of. Acting skills, must I say? I mean, some Emmys should definitely have been earned. I mean, for all movies that came out this year, we are in—we're in the—we're in the, we're in, we're contenders, I think. I was going to say supporting for All cast, the
1: movies I saw in theater this year, something. I
0: mean, Absolutely. I didn't see this
1: one in theater, but had I, this would have been in the top five of all the movies I saw in theater.
0: Theater room, not not yeah. theater, but theater room. Like, look, recliner chair and slightly bigger TV. <laughs> That's where this bad boy was being released. So check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's it's kind of like an average Hero Clicks game length. Like it's an hour and 10 minutes, the overall video. Uh, and then with all the challenges, it's great. So it's just really fun. We had a ton of fun filming it. If you like uh Hero Clicks, you like wrestling. Well, obviously, like Hero Clicks, that's a bit redundant, isn't it? Like you'd be listening to this podcast, like, you know what? I hate Hero clicks Calder. Then you turn this podcast off. No, no, no. Please don't, please don't. Please, please keep listening. Anyways, um, if you like wrestling, and even if you don't, if you just wanna if you enjoy us somewhat as hosts, I want to see us uh, really put us you, to the physical test here. If you really don't like us as people, <laughs> and you just
1: want to see us go through a bit of punishment. Uh, <laughs> on
0: on that end,
1: I guess too. Yeah, there were a few bruises to be if had. Like, and yeah. uh, also, uh, I'm gonna plug our Patreon, where it's the only place you, where you'll be able to see the bloopers from this. So if you watched the video and you're like, there's no way they did it in one take. Turns out we kind of did. We actually didn't mess up that much. But we do have a few bloopers, and those will be going uh, up on our patron-only video feud thing.
0: Mm -hmm. As well as the future uh, bikini match, bra and panty match, WWE uh, style, (laughs) attitude era. Diva match that we're going to be uh, going up there later. That's on our Patreon slash only fans. If you guys want that link in the description below, uh, that's a joke. Let's move on. Uh, let's go ahead. But yeah, congratulations. Before we move on, totally. Congratulations, Simeon on winning. Uh, never once have I had to handcraft something only to give it away. So my beautiful handcrafted belts <laughs> I made. I mean, I, I got to hold on to it for a few months. I made it a while ago in preparation for the video. And then i was like yeah well i mean pff, he won that's how belts work so yeah, and it's, it's, it's really my, cool trophy shelf right now nice right next to my nice. packs on
1: badge and all my colossals
0: Ah, uh, well right on and i did see that shelf some expert if you guys want to know some expert organizational skills definitely check out <laughs> simeon's shelf right there it's it's breathtaking i must say
1: it's all so right
0: funny. uh normally We start the show with what made us happy. So what made you happy this last week, my man?
1: Well, other than becoming the Dial H for HeroClicks heavyweight champion of the podcast, of course that made me happy. But uh, no, it actually uh, really made me happy hanging out with you and Devin all week. um, Or weekend, I should say. That was pretty fun. Uh, Had a lot of laughs. Just an unbelievable amount of laughs. I'm not sure what hurt my ribs more. The laughing or the boot that Calder hit me with, but one of them for sure gave me a, blu- a bruise and uh, some abdominal pain. So,
0: what can I say, man? What can I say? I wasn't, I wasn't holding back. Um, that was awesome. Uh, what made me happy this week? besides uh the wrestling video and it was also great watching it in the live chat that was that was awesome that was fun so thank you to everybody that tuned in on the live premiere of the video um i uh, went to a halloween party a week early the other day uh was casey jones so that was pretty fun dressed up ate some really bad food uh played some jackbox games i brought my brand new uh evil dead 2 board game uh, i painted up Not all of the miniatures, but I painted up the boss miniatures and all the character miniatures. And uh, I brought that in and we played around of that. And this is a crazy fun board game. I will have to plug Jasco games here a little bit. There was a huge screw up with the original Kickstarter for the Evil Dead 2 board game by Space Goat. And I actually didn't even know they made this one until like a month ago. I got like a Facebook ad for it. And then I was obviously sketchy because it's a Facebook ad. (laughs) Um, but no it was like legit and they're a good company and they even uh followed through on some promises the last publisher made when they took the kickstarter down and then didn't give anyone their money back which was crazy so jasco games evil dead 2 if you like if you like evil dead i highly strongly recommend this and the uh the whatever the expansion pack just for free shipping at the very least on their website it's an 80 dollars game for evil dead 2 the expansion is 35 bucks it's kind of a lot to drop right away, but if you're an Evil Dead fan, and I'm like a diehard Evil Dead fan, uh, it's 100% worth it and it's a super fun game. So, had a ton of fun at the party and playing that. So that was uh, that's what made me happy this week.
1: I don't know if it's possible to not be an Evil Dead fan to be honest. Even if you're like, "Ooh, I don't like scary stuff." Like Army of Darkness is not at all scary and it's incredibly entertaining.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, maybe like, If I ever wanted to show this to like some people that might be, you know, a little, some scaredy cats. I could be like, look, we I can skip. Uh, people are diehard Evil Dead 1 fans. I can skip all that because that's like some generic horror movie stuff. It's campy and that's what makes it fun and cool. But like Army of Darkness, you can watch that. And it's just like kind of a cheesy action movie that just happens to have scary looking villains is about it. Not, it's not a horror movie at all. So yeah. like Army of Darkness, I could watch that movie forever, you know like i i would show it to people all the time you know your your most uptight people could probably see see something fun out of army darkness at the very least and then obviously evil Dead Two goes kind of between the horror and funny wackiness of it all so yeah,
1: yeah so i think I there's something like for everybody the in the show clockwork orange thing to my nephew pride his eyelids open and forced him to watch it but other than Jeez. that most people voluntarily
0: <laughs> watch it so <laughs> But yeah no it's absolutely it's solid and this this game is crazy fun you can potentially be possessed to be a deadite and you have to switch turns like it's it's a really fun game i actually want to like next time i go down to omaha i want to play this view devon because it's like it is a crazy fun game it's awesome nice but it did make me grateful that hero clicks miniatures are painted because having to paint all these minis and not being like an expert painter like i can like cover the parts and paint that should be that color of paint and then dry brush, and then black wash. Like I can do the basic things. It's not pretty, but I can do it. Um, made me just really respect the fact that we don't have to paint any of these these freaking superhero miniatures that we get. Because if we did, I I would not play this game for pretty sure. much. Like if I've I gotten
1: had, it's, I've gotten like several board games that have unpainted figures that are still unpainted. There's a zombie one where you've got like several survivors that have to cross. A fairly short board, but it yeah it ends up... It's like a fairly fast-paced game, so... Um, but there's a lot of, like, zombies that can get on the board depending on what cards people get and how people play and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, like, a year later, because I got that at Gen Con last year, it's been over a year now, and I still have not painted any of the figures from that. <sighs> Yikes. Which, to be Yikes. fair, there's, like, 50 zombies, so... That would be a a full of painting.
0: I think you should just do like a super generic. You should buy like some of that miniature grass. You know what I mean? It's like this green dust that like looks like grass. When you like put paint like wet paint on a base, you like dip it in there. You just do like grass on the bottom, spray paint them all gray or something, and then like dry brush them with like
1: a greenish kind of
0: tan or a a lighter gray. Like do a yeah or green and then just be like, all right, there's zombies. You know, like if it's generic zombies,
1: the base. I'm probably gonna do something spray. like that
0: with all the generic deadites.
1: So I was oh, thinking, yeah? like, okay, like primerum, maybe not even primerum, but like put on like a base coat of like green, and then splash on like have like five different colors for like hair and clothes, and just like try and mix match the hair and clothes a few times so they don't look there like the same exact person. And then I just like I'll just like flick some red paint at them. And that Oh, nice. Would be good, nice. but yeah. As, as far as uh, in person play goes, I have yet to have a party where I can actually bust this game out. So it's not right. really on my like docket of things that need to be done.
0: Oh, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. The only reason I painted these was like I really wanted to, for the first game I played of this, want them all to be painted. So like three uh, to me like three hours in two different days so it was like almost six hours in total spray painting them waiting for them to dry all that jazz to like get them all painted but i got them painted and it looked pretty cool so i enjoyed it anyway that's uh that's what made us happy this week guys hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of that let's uh let's jump into the news there's not much news let's just get into it Uh, there was an article this week about interset, interset, and intraset, set. I don't remember what they said. They, some weird, some wacky, some In, wacky words.
1: Intraset and interset. Yeah. Intraset.
0: Yeah. Inter- uh, so okay. I like the funny de- words. Magic to man. Make up
1: some words for. I mean, maybe they were things that these were probably words that already existed, but WizKids decided to put words to things that we already knew, but they wanted us to know them with words and then they didn't want the, us to know them, so they password-protected the article for some reason. Not sure why they did that, so we can't reference the actual article right now, but the gist of it, and believe you me, I can make the gist of something if I read it once. Mm. Uh, it was basically talking about how some figures and some like elements of the game are intra-set, like inside of one set. So things that would be intra-set would be like... Keywords or like similar to like the sideline mechanics that uh, the new superhero uh, secret identity characters and superior foe or not superior foes, maximum carnage, whatever that set's name is. It's been so long that I've actually seen the set. Um, The new carnage, venom, spider man, gobbledygook set that is a thing that is intra set, it works within its own set. It does not work with, like, you can't take a Peter Parker and turn him into a Spider-Man from outside that set. You need a Spider-Man that's inside that set. These are things that, like, people have been playing the game for, I don't know, six months have probably noticed. Uh, Maybe it takes a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. but I imagine it's something that you notice, like, right away. You probably don't put a word to it or make a big deal out of it. I don't know, like, a whole article doesn't pop up within the first six months, but it is something that we've talked about before. Uh, we've mentioned before how like certain sets totally don't seem like they saw the big picture of hero clicks. Like they didn't look forwards or backwards before making the set. They just kind of threw it together. And my version of this, it's like how apparently like some sets get title characters and some sets don't. But that wasn't what they discussed in the article. It was how some figures are Like an intra set design, so they're meant to be played within that set. Which, if you've ever played sealed and then had a good experience in sealed with character and then a bad experience in constructed with the same character, that's probably like an intra set character. It's a character that's good for a set, not so much outside. Uh, same as like Nimrod and all the I don't, I guess I don't know if Nimrod has it, but all the Sentinels that have the Brotherhood or. X Men keyword. They can move one at the beginning of the turn. That whole trait doesn't work great outside of that set, but it does work occasionally. And then the other one was Intrus, or it was Intraset, and I don't remember. Extra set. No, it was it was Intraset and intra okay. Some, are you, intra something, It's a lot remember. to keep straight. I get it. I get it. Yeah, like I said, we can't reference the article. Basically, they made up two terms. One is sets that are inside of the main set and then one of them was sets that are uh, a figure that'll be like good for inter uh, interset and intraset. So interset is what I was talking about. Interset, inside, inter. Uh set mm-hmm. like the hero clicks as a whole. These would be things, as they mentioned, like Jason Wingard, um, Machine Smith, figures that work well with figures outside of the set not necessarily great inside the set but they get a lot more playability with other sets i think like barbados is a good example of this there's a lot of like examples of this anytime you have a figure that makes basically works off of like keywords or um just has an open-ended power that's like adjacent friendly characters or something like that Um, That works great outside of sets, and so they detailed how these are two aspects of the game that they look into and, like, design game effects around this. And that was it. They They had an article that talked about that and how they designed figures to work inside sets and then better figures that work outside of sets so you could play it, like, with their other things which is a great idea. Please do more of that and less of the former. But then they password protected it and they locked it down on us. And I have no idea why, because it's not like there was anything in the article that really, I don't know, said anything mind blowing. It was something like I've said, something that like literally I think everyone has noticed at some point. So who knows why they closed it off. But in addition to that, we did get a new preview for the, X-Men, uh... I believe in you. House of X, Simeon. Yes. House of X, Powers of X. is yes. the name of that story. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We got a preview of... We want to he... talk about Sunspot a little bit? Was he a rare? I don't have
0: him pulled up here. He's have... an uncommon. I've oh, got wow. Mr. Robert DeCosta <laughs> pulled up here. He is 0.25. We're looking at his team-up card, so it's 0.25.01. Boy, oh boy, doesn't that just jelly your jam? Uh, he has AIM, Avengers, New Mutants, and X-Men, all keywords you would think Sunspot should have. As you guys know, Sunspot, a few years back, made the U.S. Avengers team when he bought out AIM, and he was just sort of like guy in a suit yeah, in charge he's a real rich boy. Yeah, I don't remember Yeah, he, he really played is.
1: into the X-Factor storyline that was happening at the same time, but I remember they did have like, run-ins with AIM, so it was like a weird like is he good guy is he bad guy because he's now controlling aim which is normally a bad place
0: a bad thing but yeah. also it's also avengers so i guess it's good now we changed their colors to be like america yeah i don't I don't know anyways so he, looking at the dial he is flight in dom six range uh, one bolt. He is a wild card with the team player, team ability. 70, for 75 points, he's just like a really good running shot pen blast piece. So he's running shot pen blast, uh, nine speed, 11 attack, 18 defense with ESD, and four damage. That's just really solid for 75 points. Like if we look at a bunch of just basic run sh- running shot pen blast figures like, throughout the years, like uh, we compare this to I don't know, Major Victory, who's also a 9 11, 18 4. From guardians of the galaxy this dude is 20 points cheaper and i know it's a set at six years old but and then also major victory like took extra damage maybe maybe when every time he gets dealt penetrating which was not good when he only had toughness so robert here is just really solid he also has very similar damage power to major victory sorry everything just yeah. comes back to characters that are captain america related <laughs> some way or another for me for an uncommon, uh, he has leadership he has pretty good for an uncommon voice. oh yeah for an uncommon yeah like he's he's just got really good solid solid values, so I I quite I quite enjoy it. So, so for the same points, the, uh, for the
1: same points from the newest set, okay, also a uncommon, some better comparison, We had here. a molten molten man figure who had Ooh. plasticity for his movement power. He had the uh, after he makes a range attack, you can generate blocking adjacent to the target, and then that blocking train marker. Uh, You get replaced with a hindering terrain marker. But then his big thing was poison super strength. And it does penetrating damage with the the poison. And 5 range with 3 damage, 18 defense. So the Molten Man here... Already for the same points, same rarity. uh, Less range, less mobility. Lower attack value, lower damage value. So it's... I mean... I'm not going to call power creep on it, but it is noticeably better. This sunspot is probably going to be one of those like golden uh, common-uncommon pieces that you'll actually want to grab, because he looks, on paper, like he's really good.
0: Yeah. Not for sure. So... His damage power is leadership and once per turn for all friendly characters with this power when another friendly character that shares a keyword is given a second action token. After resolutions, roll a d6 on a 4 through 6. Heal that character one click. That is really solid. you know. So maybe they push to get that second action token and you can basically null and void a push. Or if they are lower on their dial and they need to, uh, whatever, heal up a little bit and you're like, well, getting a second action token just isn't bad at all then <laughs> so that's also really solid so I really dig that um he also has a trait uh, I'll read his team up special trait here in a bit but let's do his other trait really quick his uh, his damage power by the way is for his first four clicks so it'll only be on his first click on his 35 point line his 35 point line is basically the flip side of his top um sort of not really it has charge poison and then combat reflexes instead and he's going to be an 10 18 3 on his top dial at 35 points Playing the suit at 35 is pretty solid if you want him to be a just kind of support figure with the whole leadership and the way to heal stuff. His ener- absorb energy won't be as useful with a shorter dial since you only have three clicks of life at 35. But let's just get into this trait. When he's targeted by a ranged attack ever resolutions, heal him one click and remove an action token from him. So that is solid. We've seen stuff like this on like Bishop and other uh absorby Style dudes, I guess <laughs> that's the best way to put it. So yeah, one of the so that's that's a cool trait. A, it was like oh,
1: range attack and the attack missed with his super Like he didn't have to use his super senses to make the attack miss, but he also had super yeah. senses. So if it attacked and it was range and missed, just overall he healed one, which
0: is an interesting
1: mm. concept. But as soon as your opponent like reads that or you
0: tell them that, they're just like. Ah, so I will punch instead of shoot. Pretty much. And you already want to punch this guy anyways, top dial, when he has a eighteen defense with ESD, so or when you shoot him on bottom dial instead of punch him when he has counter reflexes. Well he's only three clicks long, so it's not <laughs> it's a trait that'll just sort of make your opponent think more than anything, and maybe even not work for you at all, but just make your opponent think, which is not terrible, I guess. His team up is aim themed team. When establishing theme teams, friendly characters with the AIM keyword gain the Avengers keyword. After revealing forces, you may replace character cards with their alternates. You can't choose a team up if your starting characters share a name. So, once again, super weird. The AIM Avengers people, the generic AIM guys, already have the Avengers keyword. And then if you play Robert here, he or Roberto, excuse me you can't even use this team-up card because there's going to be multiple aim characters. If you wanted to add a different aim person that doesn't have Avengers on the team, which there aren't a ton of in Modern, but in Golden, if you want to do messing with shenanigans, you can. But as far as comic accurate-wise, which is normally what these team-ups, or show accurate-wise, which is normally what these team-ups are, this kind of shows their lack of foresight slash hindsight, where it's like the The aim dudes that we made or inter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is very interset, not. You could introset. use you could use those kind of made up words yeah. to describe um, how not good this ability works, and just how it is kind of just redundant and, and this yeah is, bad.
1: Again, like with team up cards, I feel like they need to give a little bit more time and care into these because this is a team up where they very much benefit from the generics that they can have, and so just straight up going. Like, no characters on this team-up can share, like, the name. It's basically Highlander rule for key, or mm-hmm. for uh, team-up cards. And that's been the way... It, uh, that's always been the way since team-up cards were announced um, a couple sets back. It's always been, like, Highlander. Once you activate a team-up card, if you don't have a Highlander team, then it just doesn't work. But not being able to have, like, two aim white or, like, a couple aim red severely hurts... Just having an aim squad altogether, like that's one of the coolest things. Yeah, is having this like s- this army of you know aim blue, white, and red. You've got like your beekeeper armory, and they you know they really boost your
0: team. Right. So it's just very funky. Like he's a good figure. Um, without getting hung up on the team up card, I like him a lot as a figure, and I think he's a power uncommon. Pull him, play him, and sealed in this house of X set, i mean a running shot 11 for four is awesome 11 square reach and obviously he's an x-men there's going to be x-men in the set you know like i think he's great in the set obviously i haven't seen what else is in there but just based on what i think makes a figure really solid and sealed i think he's great i think he's great and sealed so yeah anyways sure. that's uh that's all i would want to talk about for news i guess
1: yeah there's not a whole lot going on um that was- And like we said uh, a few times, probably they password protected that article a few hours after releasing it. So it wasn't even something like it's not even something that you can read now. Um, No idea why, if it was like some editorial er errors, they didn't catch something. It's weird because it still isn't unlocked in that article has been out October 21st. So it's been over four days since they locked that article down, and it's still under lock and key. Um, by all means, wow. get on get on to the uh, WizKids Heroclix Design Insight thing, and attempt to get the password correct. Um, I've tried a few. Hacker Man. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can hack time and unlock the the design insight article so that you can read the really nothing sandwich that it is because honestly, I just don't know what they were talking about. Like what big secret were they giving us with this? It was almost as if they were just straight up telling us something that we already knew. Uh, I don't know who they were speaking to. That's like, if they were like, Hey, occasionally we release sets with a big hero name in the title like Spider-Man, Venom, Absolute Carnage and then sometimes we release a set that's called like House of X and doesn't have that name in the title it's like a, you know, storyline like set it's like, Hmm. yes, you are correct, WizKids thank you why did you lock this article (laughs) please give me the information on why this article is locked. It makes no sense to me. I'm sure they, they spoiled something with this. They're like, Oh no, they're going to know too much by knowing this new word that we developed to describe how we design
0: figures. I don't know. It's good stuff. Is it though? Is it though? But yeah, anyways, guys, that is it for news this week. So, Let's just jump into community. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Every uh every week we ask you Community Tuesday's question. Sorry for jumping away from news like that, but I was just like, I got nothing to say. I'm like, this is so boring. Like, they locked it. They stole it from us. The information. I want to know more. My my need to fight aliens in the badlands <laughs> of South Dakota, and then throw a knife at someone's hand and fix it with magical fixie gel and try to, you know. Tell ESP whatever with Neil Patrick Harris. I just I want to know more, and they've locked it from me. Anyways, um I have no idea every week references. Uh, were... Do you not? Oh, that was uh, uh, I'm not even gonna tell you. I'll tell you after the show. Simeon, Starship Troopers. Reference? They were super obvious. Yeah, it was Starship oh, Troopers okay. reference. You idiot! Oh <laughs> my gosh, this dude. Well, I was so Neil Patrick Harris threw me off, second.
1: and then he also brought me back. So. How could you forget
0: his his role in the Starship deal. Troopers? Anyways, yes. it really, uh, really made his career. One could say. Anyways, <laughs> every uh, every community Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Heracles podcast. My bad. Uh, every every Tuesday, we ask you guys a community question. This one was interesting. I gotta say, it was a lot of mixed. Feelings all over the place. No one platform was one side or the other. And I really, really liked that about this question. So when it comes to tournament prizing, would you rather have the option of a trophy or figures? Simeon, uh, how would you answer this question?
1: So for me, it's I'm, I'm almost split. I'm almost split because I like figures My problem with figures, slash maps, or game elements, whatever. My problem with those is half the time I either already have the figure that I get. Or it's something that I'm not going to use. So I end up selling it. So it ends up just being quote-unquote kind of a cash prize. Same with maps. What I do like about, and this goes with maps and stuff as well. What I do like about like trophies is there's no incentive to sell it. Like if I get a trophy that says like 2018 South Dakota champion, something like that, you know? Yeah. I have no interest in selling it and I hope no one has any interest in buying it because that would be weird. But, um, so this is like one reason I do like the ROC state maps because you do get a map that says champion and, like, when you win first place, you get a map that says champion. Or if you're like me, uh, maybe you get one that says champion. Because spell check is hard. Uh, it's, it's really hard. It doesn't do, like, a red squiggly line when you send it in to people. Um, so, <laughs> I do like the trophy aspect, where it's something, like, if you get first place, there's a trophy kind of, like, thing involved. Because... I will never sell my first place maps. I'll never sell, like, first place trophies or anything that, like, says, like, the specific place I got it or whatever. What I will automatically sell is any kind of figure that I get. So if I get, like, first place and my prize is a con-exclusive Lockjaw or Power Woman or what have you, I have no attachment to that because it has no attachment to the event Or the accomplishment, if that makes sense. So, like, the accomplishment is is not attached to the prizing, then there's no reason to hang on to it. If the accomplishment is literally, like, written on the prizing, then it's, like, something that I want to display, I want to hold on to. And so, I do have to go with trophies, because... And I'm going to lump first place map wins in on this. Especially, like, states. Well, mostly only states. I'm going to lump those in with that because uh, getting your name on something or like getting the title on something makes a difference. It's worth keeping a hold of. Whereas when it's a figure, you might as well just give me like a cash prize because I'm just going to sell it or whatever. Um, it's not going to have the same inherent value to me. Like uh, I was top eight in South Dakota uh, states recently and I got a Venom. Venom uh, Rocket Raccoon and the Merciless from Rebirth. Before I even left the venue, I had already sold the Rebirth to somebody that was there. Or the, yeah, the Merciless Rebirth chase to someone that was there. So that tells you, like, how little I cared about the figure that I won. I was just like, uh, you know, like, I'm never going to want to remember that I came in 8th at South Dakota State's. But what I do have is, like, my event badges... Uh, my championship maps, things like that. I have those, like, put away somewhere. So those are things that I do care about. So, yeah, long-winded way of saying trophies
0: over figures for me. Mm. Okay. I'm uh, sort of not really in line with you. Like, I do see most figures as pretty much a cash prize, um, it's a cash prize you have to work a little bit for to get your cash. Not not that hard to sell HeroClix guys, um, but that's pretty much what I see most prize figures as. Um, these last state tournaments, I did want a Captain Marvel just because I didn't have one, you know. So I can see wanting a figure if you know what the prize figure is going to be, and you're like, oh, I really, really, really want to own that figure. Um, so I can understand that line of thinking. But most of the time, especially in a national or world's event. I honestly don't want any of the con exclusives. I think the last few years in a row, they've all been characters I just don't care about. Like you just plop down a Superman Prime or a Kyle Rayner or a Laveria, Lavanna, whatever that chick was that <laughs> like princes. she had like a stick. The she are bird she was princes. trash. Yeah, yeah, the uh, she are lady and like. I just sold them all cuz I didn't La-laundra. need any of those. So instead it was basically cash. Yeah, oh, the That's yeah, I mean, I'm sure whatever I said was close to. Uh, the sure. So like I don't need those. Um the I will say this, the figure prizes WizKids Kids gives out for like the first place stuff, the full sets, those are cool prizes. And I would I would definitely prefer that to a trophy uh only for the case that it is Going to be worth like $2,000 once you get it, if it's depending on the set, I guess. Um, you know, which is cool. For However, sure. me winning that trophy the last event, I was because I didn't care about Galactus, I still don't care about Galactus. Um, but like that trophy, I liked, I liked definitely way more than like winning Galactus. So I think for lower events where no matter what figures they could scrounge up, it's not just going to make you excited. I would just prefer a trophy, uh, especially if it's a cool event. Like, this was the cool, like, National Guard event, so it says National Guard on it. It's an eagle. I'm a patriotic guy, so I think that's awesome. Um, So, yeah, like, cool thematic trophies like this I think are great. Um, Gluing a Heroclux character to a base and spray painting gold is cool, too. Uh, But I think a real, real trophy is pretty sick. Um, and i think putting a plaque on a hero's space is a very lame lazy way to do a trophy <laughs> anyways um, <And> I, <laughs> so i don't want
1: to sound too sappy but um, my my greatest hero clicks accomplishment to date is getting top 8 in uh, 2018 worlds team worlds so by no means singles worlds i wasn't even close but um, there was no trophy yeah, was there was no plaque there was there was nothing uh, so the prizing for that was one of every con, one of every ID, one of every blah, 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 blah down the line. We got a bunch of stuff for getting top eight in Team Worlds. And that was uh, me and Lewis and Kevin. And before that day, before that weekend, I had never met those two. And they were great guys. And it was a great team that we like pulled together. And we somehow managed to get top eight. We just like kind of lucked into it kind of just pulled our weight with like being all around good at playing sealed and the only thing I have to commemorate that is my PAX Unplugged badge that I've carved like top eight teams into and I still have that hanging from like my shelf because honestly I don't even remember all the figures that I won most of them I sold or traded or whatever they didn't mean anything to me but The group that, like, we pulled together and, like, how good we did, that's, like, a much better memory to me. So having that PAX badge with, like, how well I placed, that's always going to be a much better memory than having, like, the con exclusive Lockjaw or Blackbird or whatever was that year's thing.
0: Right. Okay, nice. So, yeah, I think... I would say on a smaller scale, 100% trophies for me. And then on that that big scale, But then you bring up a good point where on the biggest scale is where you would want the most like something where it's like that's that memory, and you have nothing. So I think, yeah, I think every event should have a trophy for sure. More so than figures to give out. I think every event should have a trophy. I think, yeah, I think I'm on that line of thinking now. I think you brought up a really valid point. Okay, so now that we get our answers out of the way, that was like way more discussion than we normally do uh, for Community Tuesdays. But this was, uh, I think it shows how good of a question it was. So um, let's go ahead, let's read three off each on, uh, on Facebook and Twitter. You want to hit us with one on uh, Facebook there, Simeon?
1: Yeah, so the first one on Facebook, we're going to go with the good old Tyler Mirren. He says, figures and maps would always be the priority, especially if I can only if i can only have one over the other but a trophy for nationals and or worlds would be a nice added perk and so i agree with this like like i said like if you get if i play in worlds and i get like top 8 that's something that i kind of want to commemorate so i understand that i'm not getting a trophy i'm not getting any kind of like added thing to like being top 8 um but If I ever won, like, Nationals or something, you know, something more slightly more realistic. Let's be honest, it's not realistic for me, but slightly more realistic. If I won Nationals, having the trophy would be pretty cool. So I agree with that.
0: Right on. First one on Twitter is going to be Chance McCall. Well, when I win Worlds, I'm making a duo clicks of myself and Calder. And I guess we kind of forget to say that the whole... Probably the best thing is the making a figure. Like, for sure. I think without a doubt, making an official figure is probably the best prize. So, that's pretty fair chance. That's pretty fair. Yeah. I mean,
1: and that's to go along with trophies. Literally being able to help design a figure of your choosing and then getting your name as, like, the designer. And some... I guess some national winners get get to do this as well um that's pretty sweet that's not a thing that like you know you'll ever have taken away from you anyone that owns that figure will always have the card that says made by you know so and so at whatever event uh next up we're gonna go with good old jeff Polier, who is a man of the people says i have no interest in trophies Game elements as prizing work for me if WizKids wants to make it extra special. Have alternate paint jobs on their figures for the winners of the largest tournaments. That's that's a trophy that's useful. So yeah, I totally get this. Having uh, a game element that maybe it's like an alternate thing or like a master paint job or whatever. They have like somebody specially do the figure for you and that is like your prize so it's not only special to you, but it's also something that you can technically take and play on the like other tournament circuits. It makes sense, yeah. And that's one of the that's one of the good things about the game. Uh, there are like a lot of other collectible games where your prizing would just be cash or like sealed product or something like that. But like HeroClix does give you like, the opportunity to win like pretty special stuff sometimes yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say special stuff
0: special stuff yeah okay right on uh next on let's do twitter let's do michael fedora says i've been trying to get a big trophy event like the stanley cup every year and inscribe names on it for each year no store here locally has wanted to caretake it. I think that is a really cool idea where like the winner is inscribed sort of like a, a trophy that rotates around. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um but I think it's gonna have to be something where you're gonna have to put nose to the grindstone, boots to the pavement, and try to like do it yourself. And then you can hold yeah. your own events if no store wants to uh and, invest uh, in like a trophy thing like that. But I think that that's I think it's a really cool idea.
1: Omaha uh, doesn't do it for hero clicks, but for Magic the Gathering, there is, like, a Midwest, like, regional open that they've hosted the last couple years or whatever. I think it's called, I don't know what it's called, but it's, like, some sort of Midwest regional open thing. And every time somebody wins, the trophy stays at Krypton, but the winner gets, like, their picture put up and their name engraved on, like, the trophy. So it, like, stays in this glass case, and anytime you, like, walk by it, you're like... I don't know who that is but they won magic and i mean i'm sure if i was a magic player i'd be like man and that's the guy I gotta whoa you know that's kind of thing.
0: mr yeah sure yeah
1: that's mr one last year and potentially the year before or something but yeah that's a cool thing um having not necessarily like a trophy take home but like a shared kind of monument that like uh shows all the people that have won. And then last we're going to go with on Facebook, just uh, to round it out with somebody that agrees with me. Um, we're going to go with good old Steve DiCarlo says, trophies by a mile. I firmly believe people only say otherwise until their trophy shelf has enough on it to look cool. Then there's no question. And I believe that his trophy shelf probably has enough on it to uh, to prove that there's no question mine is sorely lacking. So I don't know what that feels like, but um, yeah, may we all be as qualified and uh, successful as Steve DiCarlo someday with all of his trophies. <laughs> okay. There's only right one on. trophy he's right won on. that matters to me. And uh, I don't know if he, okay, he probably doesn't is. even know, but here it is. Some people know.
0: Are you talking about the belt?
1: I have no idea. No, no. Oh, okay. I
0: was like... I was, I did, I thought you were rubbing in the heavyweight championship again in my face.
1: No, no. I'm talking about uh, Steve DiCarlo win. There's only one of his wins that actually sticks out to me.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. All Good. right. Good. We're going to go with... Yeah, I... <laughs> We're gonna go with Woody on Twitter says I'd say trophy figures rotate a trophy is something you can keep the Game of Thrones LCG did plaques and I still have mine on display. They're neat. And I think uh, I think that also just kind of sums it up is that it's it's just so freaking neat. They're just so cool. Like, you know, I didn't really like any of my like trophies I got for wrestling in 4-H mostly because I didn't win any trophies in wrestling. I was really bad. Uh, let's skip past that. But like in 4-H, I got a lot of trophies all the time. And I was just like, I'd honestly rather have money. I felt like bad because like, I didn't care about 4-H that much. Oh, I know that's, that's like a sin in the agriculture community to not care about 4-H that much. But like, I didn't, you know, but I care about Heroclix. So, like my Heroclix accomplishments, I just care about way more than anything like 4-H related. So for HeroClix, I want a trophy to show off my like really sweet accomplishments for sure. I've like, won more, more
1: wrestling related things than HeroClix by a mile. Uh, I think my mom has like a chest full of all of like the medals and whatever tiny trophy things that I won, but she has no none of my HeroClix trophies, none of them.
0: Mm, that I'm sounds, very sounds about right. Me. That I'm makes me proud of the man I've become. Mm, proud's not the word I'd use, but sure thing. Anyways, uh, let's skip past that awkwardness with a uh, Jedi Legend Clicks tip of the week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I
1: don't want to sell you death sticks.
0: You want to go home and rethink your life? I want to
1: go home and rethink my life.
0: All right, so he says he didn't realize this until recently, uh, but this is an important thing for everybody to know. You can take actions and move in your starting area and retain first-turn immunity as long as you don't leave the starting area, making powers like TK very viable. Uh, obviously you can tk an object towards your friendly guy he can power action pick it up you never have to leave the starting area so you still first turn immune this is kind of the same thing for characters that can start the game outside of your starting area not objects but like actual figures kc so that KC, j- the big one yeah like kc figures will have first turn immunity um the j jonah jameson pog uh that can start the game anywhere will have first turn immunity as long as he doesn't move so stuff like that just so you guys know uh, very important to realize, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, first turn immunity. You don't leave your starting area, or if you don't move when you are in a space outside your your starting area, right. that's where you begin yeah, the game. You can still definitely safe.
1: move within your starting area. It's if you take yep. a step like outside of that pink area and then come as soon back as you in, leave, you are technically yeah. free game.
0: Yep. Yeah. No going out, coming back in. Then you get that safety border, that safe purple border. No, no, sir. No, ma'am. I don't think so. Anyways, that's, uh, that's the Jedi Legend here tip of the week. We have some Malcolm Rush questions that uh, we're going to get to here, and then will end the show.
1: That's in Japan! Japan? No, 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 no. no. I can't
0: go to Japan. So, we got Halloween questions, baby. Oh, it's spooky. Spooky season. Spooky time of year. Uh, although, if I'm being real with the listener, uh, we got a good, solid amount of snow recently. Everything is coated in snow, and I was kind of like a, you know... Uh, 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 you gave me your heart and then the very next day you get away dude as soon as there's snow I'm just like ah it is Christmas time here we go
1: you take your sand wizard holiday somewhere else it is (laughs) Halloween
0: time Until I know know it's Halloween but there's snow and there's I know I know but anyways let's still keep it Halloween all I want for Christmas anyways uh, last year uh, Malcolm says he asked Halloween questions about Heroclix this year. Let's ask questions about your favorite and least favorite Halloween movies, TV shows, books, and comic books. So uh, I'm just going to do favorites. I didn't want to do least favorite. I honestly don't watch that many spooky, scary movies. So I followed the um, the instructions, which was just like a genre. And whether or not that is a scary version of that genre is left to be seen. But... I also chose some Heraclix figures that you could use to represent characters in the movies or show uh, that work. Some of them just don't. So this is still, still Heraclix related, so don't worry, yeah. guys. And uh, you can number just assume
1: if I, if I don't mention, like, well, I guess you can't assume. But if I don't mention, like, a specific type of something, it's probably falls into, like, less favorable than the ones that I mentioned. Like if I'm not mm, like oh right. my f- my least favorite ghost it's like no 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 Casper and all those other ones are just least favorite by default if I didn't mention them and I'm retracting my Casper sp- statement so I did not mention it I was about to say my least you're...
0: okay by a long time savage savage discussion on on Casper the friendly ghost here yeah how dare poor he. Casper how ooh ooh how dare
1: he be a child ghost. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'm not going to go into that. Uh we I think I think I'm just going to leave it there. Um anyways, so number 1 is monsters. Simeon, you got a monster, you got a favorite monster movie? Uh so favorite monster movie
1: technically no, but uh I will throw one out there. There's a good old black and white film called Teenagers from Outer Space. And there's a monster that they unleash in that movie. It's just a horrible movie all around, but it is fun to watch. It's one of those movies that's, like, so bad it's good. So, Teenagers from Outer Space, they release this monster that's, from what I can remember, literally just a guy holding a lobster and, like, slowly panning it across, like, the camera, like, pretending that it's, like, walking, Through a miniature city, like, taking down power lines and stuff. I don't know if the lobster was actually alive when they filmed, but it's clearly just a normal-sized lobster in front of some miniaturized buildings and stuff. And that was, like, the big monster of the movie. And when they finally reveal it, like, their master plan is to reveal this, it's like, ah, these aliens that look exactly like humans released a monster that looks exactly like a crustacean from planet earth and uh big big sink yeah Hmm. it's pretty bad um Mm -hmm. but uh some some good favorites that i have i really like the saint of killers from the preacher series he's not technically a monster but he's not technically like anything he's a saint but he's not good so he's kind of a monster um eve from the supernatural series uh, very small stint in the Supernatural series, uh, which, of course, is filled with all kinds of monsters. Uh, they're up to, like, season 15 now, though, so I don't even remember what season she appeared in. And then I really like the SCP stuff and, like, Lovecraftian kind of, like, style stuff. So SCP, for those of that you that don't know, started off mm-hmm. as, like, creepypasta. It started off as, like online people like pretending to be like a government agency and like redacting information on these like creatures and monsters that they had like captured but it has kind of grown into like this, it's it's own database now and there's been several games and stuff that have been made around the idea of SCP and it's pretty cool Um, if you have like a couple hours some night and you just want to read through some, like, somewhat cheesy, somewhat spooky kind of, like, little stuff. Um, as pasta is, you know, it varies depending on the writer. It's literally just whatever they decided they wanted to go with. Sometimes it goes, like, you know, from, like, a haunted vending machine that, like, spits coke bottles out and, like, kills people upon impact because it spits them out so fast to, like, something that's, like, truly interesting to read about. Um but that's like the s c p thing s c p
0: is just uh it's just internet goosebumps for anybody yeah, that wants it done yeah, down for, sure. for them and that's it's basically it's people basically that, yeah you know,
1: for the most part couldn't get an actual publisher to put their stories on paper so they yeah. went to s c p like dot wikispot dot uh wordpress dot com or whatever the main page is and then least favorite monster i mean yeah Just like, if I didn't mention it, assume that it's not as favorite as one of these. I don't know. I don't really have like a monster that I'm truly like, that was really bad. Except that one movie where they had the human-shark hybrid, that was bad. But other than that, just generally, most monsters, not my favorite.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, My favorite monster movie, If I don't even know if this counts, I don't watch generic monster movies all that much, so... I went with uh, Kong Skull Island, the only movie where you can find Nick Fury, Doctor Doom, Captain Marvel, and Loki, all in one nice, one nice place.
1: And Jack Black. I like
0: King Kong. Oh yeah, Jack Black is also in there too. He'll be in. No, Marvel he is someday. not. No, he is not. And what? John C. Riley's there, not Jack Black. Oh, is that he meant?
1: Is Jack Black not, not in Kong Island? I thought No, was. Okay. He is
0: not in Kong. No, 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 no. Okay. He's in Jumanji, which has similar grassy islanding feels. But no, no. All right, let's skip over that. Anyways, but if you ever want to represent King Kong, obviously the perfect hero whose figure is Titano from the Superman and Wonder Woman set. He is a big gorilla thing. You just take off the laser eye head. He has a normal head. And you use the, um, I guess, black Titano, not the white Titano, if you want it to look like Godzilla since... It's the whatever type of monkey that has black hair, fur. I don't know. Anyways, one. that's what I would suggest. Yeah. No, not this. Not that one. That one's not not great. And I think Titanosaurus is just funny. Funny monkey. So, yeah, there you go. That's, that's my uh, monster movie pick. Least favorite monster movie, Godzilla 98. Uh, literal trash in that. We'll just move on. I don't want to talk about it more than we have to. I actually vampires! Simeon.
1: No, it's fine.
0: It's Did fine. you? Of course you do. Yeah. You do. Of course you do. Jeez. So,
1: vampires. Alright, Simeon.
0: Um, vampires. I've got a
1: couple. Uh, one of the standouts, of course, is from a comic that's also been mentioned already. The Preacher comic uh, has Cassidy and he's a very typical like uh, vampire. So, he's Uh, allergic to sunlight, that whole thing, needs blood to, like, heal. Um, But he's got a lot of, like, personality, and he's got a lot of stuff going on. And this is from the comics. Uh, The TV show Cassidy is a lot different. Um, I'll just leave it Mm -hmm. at that. He's still interesting, and he's not that much different that I don't like him. Some of my favorites from movies would be... Uh, in Blade 2, they're called the Reapers. It's the weird, like, predator vampires where their faces, like, split open. It's like a... I don't remember how they described it. It's like some sort of mutation in the vampire strain of virus or whatever. And the Reapers reproduce by, like, not fully killing their victims. So they, they're basically like vampires that have gotten hungry to the point where... They're, like, lower-class vampires, and they've gotten hungry to the point where their, like, faces split open, and they start feeding on other vampires as well as humans. And then they, you know, call... The vampires call in Blade, and they're like, Hey, this is Blade 2. You need to help us. And he's like, cool. And, uh... The guy from, uh... You know, Hellboy's there, and he's like... Do you blush? And that's, yeah, that's the the big there funny part of Blade Two, I guess. Um, otherwise, I don't think you can beat like the classic Dracula movies, um, Nosferatu, and actually, Netflix just released a Dracula movie. If you're like big into vampires and vampire lore kind of stuff, the Netflix Dracula that like released not too long ago is really good. It's uh, genuinely kind of scary and it like hits on a lot of the same tropes but like keeps you guessing mm-hmm. at the same time and it's just I also really... love
0: Hubie Halloween by Netflix. That one I, I heavily enjoyed.
1: Halloween? Ho-
0: Wait, what? No, oh, it's it's just a really really bad Adam Sandler Netflix oh, okay. movie that came out. Sounds I was just downplaying. sounds like you're, you're actually good choice. Anyways, keep going.
1: So, uh to tie that to tie my favorites into HeroClix, um You can't go with a better Dracula than the one from Fear Itself. As it stands right now, Mm -hmm. he is just really good. The one from Amazing Spider-Man is pretty good, but I'd only pick him if I wanted my figure not to have a sword. If I want my figure to have a sword, or if I'm okay with it having a sword. The one from Fear Itself is terrifying top dial, and terrifying when he heals to, like, you know, quote-unquote, starting dial to top dial. And then the Blade Reapers, there's not really a Heroclix version of those, but if you take Sauron from the X-Men Dark Phoenix saga, uh, the amount of ways that he can heal, and the amount of like ways he can like deal damage and stuff to opposing characters is probably close enough, where if you, like, played a couple of Saurons, you could at least dial-wise pretend that, like, those were the Reapers from Blade Two. And then, uh, least favorite, I actually did have to mention something here, because I really don't care for Twilight. And this is beyond, like, sparkly vampire. I don't care about, like, the sparkly vampire didn't burst into flames thing. That's not always a vampire trait, that they can't be in sunlight. So, I didn't care for that. I don't, like, that didn't make a difference to me. What I really didn't like about the Twilight Saga, or however many movies there were, was all the additional powers that they added on to being, like, super fast, super healing, super tough, super strong. They were like, ah, some of these need to, like, see the future, or smell stuff really good, or, I don't know. I honestly can't remember all the powers. Um... That and I just really don't like my vampires as good guys. Blade gets a pass because he's half vampire, but good guy vampires, like, vampires make the best bad guys as far as, like, generic (laughs) villains go because they're animalistic, but they're also, like, cerebral. They, like, have human minds. They can, like, think and plot and stuff. And yeah. so,
0: they were especially cel- cerebral in Blade Three when the cerebral <laughs> assassin was a vampire.
1: Yes, <laughs> when Ryan Reynolds had to go one on one with the game, as Calder <laughs> would say, "H H H."
0: All right, we were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
1: was a, it was a long time into the game when that a, yeah, you I said, also
0: made you said a sense.
1: Baylor Club. Yeah, the Baylor Club number one fan. Clearly, Let's, I am. Yeah. Uh, what So, for like the Twilight vampires, uh, as far as Hero Clicks goes, I said these would just work with any generic vampire because they, at the end of the day, they're just a generic vampire. They all got like special powers and stuff, but like who cares? I don't care about any of the Twilight vampires and what they could or couldn't smell or why they could see the future or whatever it was all bad in my opinion i really hated the last movie because it was this cool fight scene and then at the end of it they were like hey that just didn't happen guess what i can read the future none of that happened none of that happened all that big fight scene
0: yeah as as someone who has seen no twilight movies (laughs) you're not this is very much i have no idea what you're saying so calder imagine watching three movies
1: and you're like, it's okay, like the build yep. up. so imagine the prequels for Star Wars. So, yep. the, the prequels to Star Wars build up to the third one where it's Obi-Wan and it's Anakin and they're fighting, and you know, like Anakin gets all chucked uh, up and no, stuff. No,
0: wait, 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 Spoilers for uh, for Revenge of the Sith here, guys, really quickly. So, if you want to get the spoiler anyone for Revenge of the Sith hasn't watched from 2005,
1: movie. <laughs> so go like, ahead and skip forward. <laughs> so, like, egg. Anakin gets, like, legs cut off and whatever, and, like, he's laying there. And then all of a sudden, the movie rewinds 20 minutes to before the fight, and it's just those two talking, and Anakin's like, ah, I've seen the future and I lose. So, cool, like, we're just not going to fight. And that's how the movie ends. How would mm. you have felt about episode three if that's how the movie ended?
0: I would have hated it. That yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, whoa! Well, you telling me that cool fight didn't happen? One of like the best fights in all of Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. That would suck.
1: anyone could watch that and justify. But also,
0: it. we spent almost five minutes talking about <laughs> Twilight, so we should not anymore. I have
1: a lot of grievances
0: <laughs> with this movie. <laughs> On this HeroClix podcast, yes. we've talked about Twilight far too long. Um, so, my favorite vampire movie probably isn't, but I'm going to go with it because of the HeroClix figure I get to choose. He's going to be the little vampire. The reason why is because they bite a cow and we get a vampire cow hey. in the movie, which Hell who you can represent by Hellcow, aka Bessie from the Deadpool and the X-Force set. I love love me some Bessie.
1: Actually, one of third. my third, no joke, one of my favorite
0: hero clicks figures period is Bessie. Oh, I love her, man. Bessie the Hellcow is my girl. She's great. We need a herd. We need a herd of hell cows. I need to own like three hundred hell cows, which would oh, maybe own, be all the ones in existence. I probably. own six,
1: and I've you played own six. Oh, yeah, I've played six hell herd. cows. That's a good herd. The Barbados, and so all the hell cows were copying the twelve attack. It actually, you know, it laid waste to a JSA team because they didn't have reducers. Um got single-handedly destroyed by the super-air Superman with, like, Charge Flurry when he Mm. double-crit-hit my Barbados Mm. to death. But other than that...
0: Well, that's just unfair. Really was. All right. Moving on. Number three is Werewolves, Simeon.
1: All right. So Werewolves, I honestly do not care that much about. Like, not my biggest thing. Um, So Favorites is, like, the Underworld series... And I really like them the Underworld series because they're kind of, you know, the underdog in that movie to to really just, like, lay it on thick. They're the underdogs. They do hunt in packs. They, like, have that whole, like, group mentality where only, like, you know, if, like, one in the pack falls, the rest of them are, like, hurt by that and stuff. I really liked that. And then my least favorite werewolf is almost everything else. Like, I just don't really care for werewolves in movies. It usually doesn't come off as, like, scary. It's usually super cheesy. Same as TV shows. Most of the time it's super cheesy. Um, even, like, the ones where it's, like, half transformation or whatever. Kind of just cheesy. And this is, like, including Supernatural, where there's, like, a lot of werewolves. Pretty bad. Don't really care for it. Um... And like typically they don't even get like that big of a leg up on people. They're just like, Now I'm man with fur and claws. And you're like, Great. But like he's got a gun, so what are you gonna do? But
0: is it is it silver tipped bullets? I think not, <laughs> Simeon. There's a great far side comic. Is it a stick with a silver handle? I think not. There's a a great
1: far side comic where a guy goes into a shop to buy silver bullets, and then the guy, like the shop owner, guarantees their silver bullets. And later, he gets attacked by a werewolf, and the werewolf's wearing like the same tie as the shop owner. And it's like in his last moments, Greg realized where he noticed that like tacky tie earlier, and it's like a thought bubble to the shop owner. Um, as far as hero clicks goes. We've got several werewolves. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man ones are still my favorite, even though their point value is kind of wonky. I really like those. You can't really go wrong with the werewolf alphas from Rest in Peace set or like just the, the underlings from the same set. But honestly, we haven't gotten a lot of werewolves in uh, Heroclix. There's like Man-Wolf and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, not recently. Yeah, it's just been Man-Wolf since R.I.P.D., I guess. It's been a hot minute. Uh, my favorite Werewolf Anything is, of course, uh, Man and Wolf, the beautiful four-part series in the 1980s uh, hotline Captain America run, where oh Captain America gets turned into a werewolf. Uh, this also stars one of Simeon's favorite comic characters, Wolverine. It also have Wolfsbane, Cable, and Dr. Druid all make an appearance in this comic series, as well as what's her face night not night nurse uh she's the scientist lady she's in the cap set i can't think of her name anyways i'll get it here in a second oh i was um, thinking of the lady yeah, with the uh,
1: gem but uh bloodstone no 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 no, 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 no. What I was this
0: chick of. has no the bloodstone saga is a different completely unrelated to the werewolf saga this is i'm talking about nightshade that's her name um <laughs> She can get the Werewolf Serum. Special Power. Modox 11. That'd be my werewolf choice. Next up. Witches, Wizards, and Warlocks.
1: Yeah. This one's so open-ended. Be because honestly, is. like this includes Witches, Wizards, Warlocks. Anyone that does magic essentially it, like falls into one of these categories to an extent. So my favorite... Uh, like media versions of this would be like Hellblazer, which is of course John Constantine's run. Um, it's one of like the better John Constantine runs in DC. Uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell for those that like books that aren't Harry Potter. That's a really good book that doesn't hurt to read. In uh, the Saga comics, Saga is of course an Image comic. The People of Wreath. Wreath is a uh, satellite moon-slash-planet around the main uh, planet where they're, like, kind of enslaved-slash-lower-class uh, citizens. Um, and they all have, like, horns of some sort. So sometimes they're rams, sometimes it's, like, antlers or something like that. But I, the one thing that all of these comics have in common, or comics-slash-books have in common is that the, the characters aren't all powerful. They can't just, like, whip out this, like, Omega spell out of nowhere. It takes time to, like, prepare stuff. It takes time to, like, do what they want to do. And magic always has a cost. And I really like that aspect of magic. I really like the aspect where, like, you can't just, like, say words and things happen that, like, you know, years of your life are taken off or, like, you have to sacrifice something... So in uh, saga to like give their spaceship more power he has to like throw his uh magical sword into the fire to like give the spaceship more power it's it's you'd have to read it to like actually get the like the full point but that kind of thing um Constantine is constantly like doing stuff that hurts him kind of thing Uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, like, the same kind of thing. They have to do all that. Um, The Stormbreaker series, I can't remember who wrote that, but uh, that's the Harry Dresden files, I guess, technically. Um, Same thing. Uh, Magic comes at a cost. You have to, like, expend your own, like, life force or, like, some sort of energy to, like, have magic readily available least favorite. And so for this is like literally anyone with the mystical keyword probably fits for this. Uh, Dr. Strange is like one of the few that like stick out as like somebody that can just like say words and things happen and there's no consequences. Um, but it'd be interesting if we had like a mystics team ability where it was like plus three combat values, but you take two unavoidable at like the end of your turn. Like that was the team ability uh but like yeah doctor strange typically doesn't have any bad effects but uh like Etrigan, uh of course john constantine tim hunter zatana those are all witches wizards warlock kind of things least favorite is the harry potter series it's a great series of books to read but like my gosh is there like almost no stakes at any point in time it's like you can literally just cast any spell and it just frustrates me that they never do. I'm like, Hey, you know, all these spells, it takes literally just saying the word to do the spell. You should just do the spell and then they don't. And that's why that's my least favorite.
0: Also, sorry. I I fell asleep there for a second. You're talking about a bunch (laughs) of crap. I don't care about, um, Anyway, uh, I went with uh, Lord of the Rings, and I said starter game Gandalf. I honestly don't care at all about witches, wizards, and warlocks. And I guess my real like favorite thing is probably the old Sabrina the Teenage Witch show, since I really enjoyed yeah. watching reruns of that growing that up. Is a super the new fun Sabrina show. the Teenage Witch show is straight up trash, and it makes me want to punch everyone in the face who's a part of that show.
1: Uh, I'm not. Uh, say so it's is New Riverdale. It's
0: if just you. It is straight up trash. Shut up, it's, Simeon. You no, you talked for long enough. It's about not magic as and fun crap. as the old. It's one. bad. It's, it's just... bad uh different the old one was just so good and campy and homey and i loved it and salem talked and it was awesome salem um, still talks anyways
1: he's just a human
0: most of the time it's no it's not the same it's not the <laughs> same simeon it is not the same anyways um and most of joan hart is a sweetheart and it's that's all i have to say and also if you like riverdale you are also trash because that is a spit in the face of I'll the real that. comics that are good all unless right, they're you. gonna
1: do crossovers like the riverdale comics that just take it off the air that show is yeah yeah
0: but that's neither here nor there not which is wizard or warlock related so number five frankenstein let's keep this to a minute answer here simeon before i pass out all right, Talking minute on about the clock. Wizards and repercussions Favorites for magic are... use.
1: <laughs> So just to go back, uh, witches, wizards, and Mirrors, <laughs> oh, why? Why are we going back? <laughs> no, uh, my favorite Frankenstein media is, of course, uh, Young Frankenstein. The Mel. Oh no, I blanked up. Mel Brooks. Good golly, go. I can't believe I've forgotten Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. If you haven't seen Young Frankenstein, literally just watch it. I don't care if you have to pay $300. It's worth the $300 to have the experience of watching Young Frankenstein. It is an awesome movie. Um, I think it's free on, like, something somewhere. Probably a pirateable website or just YouTube. But anyhow, Young Frankenstein's awesome Uh, Penny Dreadful, I think it's still on Netflix. It's a British, like, dramatic thing. But they bring in a lot of, uh... A lot of, like, classic villain kind of stuff. So in Penny Dreadful, there is both a Frankenstein the Doctor and several Frankenstein the Monsters. And both acted just, like, so very good, um... I don't know who the actors are, but they did an amazing job. And then worst, I went with the I, Frankenstein movie and the Frankencastle run of Frank Castle because uh, the Punisher, after he gets like chopped up, it would have been cool if he was just dead for a while and then resurrected and not Frankencastle. Like, it was goofy and fun, but that's not the kind of Frank Castle that I like. I don't really like goofy, fun monster castle. I thought it was boring and dumb, but that's just my opinion. Um, And of course, you know, for figures we've got both the Dr. Frankenstein, the monster of Dr. Frankenstein, and also a Frankencastle. Any monster that's kind of like a mishmash kind of thing can fit into whatever these would be. But, really like, there's already the pre-made ones, so...
0: i went with a fear itself run the fearful four it is a team of she-hulk frankenstein's monster howard the duck and nighthawk it's a really fun like four issue run within fear itself where there's so much fear going on in the world man thing is kind of having like a fear overlord overload and he's like just burning down new york just by walking around so if you ever read fear itself it's this sort of makes sense um and they fight um the hate monger—I don't know what's his name. He's—it's not a hate monger. It's a, like psycho, Doctor Psycho, something like that. And he has like a control board or whatever that can turn up emotions or something weird. Um, and that's what he does. He turns up the fear on Man Thing and scares everybody. But uh, Frankenstein's monster from ASM, uh, his sculpt perfectly is kind of from one of these panels. And I don't know if it's based off it, but it works for when Howard first jumps on his back to try to get him to calm him down. Um, and as you know, Frankenstein is very much a character um, made out of fear, um, which is cool. So that is going to have to be my, my Frankenstein choice. Although I will agree with Simeon, uh, definitely watch Young Frankenstein. It is really good. I don't think the play is that good, um, but I think the movie is for sure.
1: If we ever get a Shrek, the play is fine. He makes a decent Ooh, baby. Frankenstein monster.
0: Ooh, baby. <laughs> oh, I want a Shrek set more than anything in the world, right? Not, not really, guys, yeah. but a Shrek set would be good. Uh, all right, next up is Aliens, number six.
1: Uh, so Aliens, you know, Xenomorphs work really well in the Marvel Universe. The Brood are basically the Marvel version of Xenomorphs. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen the... Uh, what do they call them? The... Uh, Alternate comic covers that they've done for the newer Marvel uh, sets, yeah, or the newer just Marvel. Kind came out, I guess. Yeah, they're pretty recent, um, but it's the actual Xenomorphs and the uh, the comic art, the the cover art, I guess. Alternate covers. Um, so Xenomorphs are always cool. Uh, I don't know how you get scarier than those like weird machine mixed with biology kind of creature things. So the brood are the basically only thing that you can substitute for that. Uh, There are like horror clicks that you could use the sculpts, but you wouldn't really be able to use the dials. Same with predators. Uh, For a good predator, it would depend on if it's like a nameless predator or if it's like one that's actually got some trophies. Uh, And that could vary from like a war machine dial to like a Craven the Hunter kind of dial. There's a lot of like wiggle room in as far as like what they can do. Um, I, I actually, aliens are one of my favorite things in horror because I don't think they get enough love. Uh, I don't think they ever get done correctly. But um, good aliens, in my opinion, like a good movie about aliens are ones that like we just don't have a chance against uh the one with what's the guy's name um tom cruise with like the tripod aliens and like the the war of the worlds awful movie i don't believe for a second that an alien civilization planned for like hundreds and thousands of years or whatever any amount of time had the technology to get here and wipe out humanity, and didn't think, like, ah, maybe we will need to be protected from their atmosphere-slash-bacteria. And, like, seagulls ended up taking them down because of all the bacteria that they got. And so they all got colds, and they all died. And that is absolutely trash to me. That is my least favorite. Um, And to fill out my least favorite, also, killer clowns from outer space. Anytime the humans win
0: just bad makes no sense uh my you attacks. know i don't, i like human triumph i'm sorry i'm Ooh. gonna stop you right there i like i like human Ooh. triumph i like the idea that dude with the baseball bat can kill alien joke when phoenix can <laughs> save Walking the day phoenix,
1: like yeah. I, yeah. I
0: i like i, I like that. that screw your advanced technology Same, idiot i have also least cold. favorite
1: independence day Welcome to Earth, says Will Smith. And like then he punches the alien Dang, dang
0: dude. Boo. Independence not, Day is... You're really going to say you technology. don't like Independence Day? Really, dude? Oh it's my gosh. It's a movie. The way we what a it is is so bad. What a cold take, I should really say. <laughs> uh, bro, I don't know if I can get behind hating Independence Day, though, bro. It's, I don't know about It's that hard
1: one. to like. You can't just be like, and we won... Because we hacked advanced alien technology using old Earth technology. Like, boo. Boo. I they think traveled all this way, and we somehow <laughs> outsmarted them. I don't believe this. I don't like it. But as a have, movie. I don't have any heroes. But as puts... a movie, it's a good movie. Get, oh, it's a good yeah, movie, yeah. I just don't like how the aliens are portrayed. And I don't have any okay. hero clicks that would come close to this. Uh hybrid of from the Avengers don't. Assemble set, maybe. Uh he works for like a lot of like weird yeah. alien stuff. But other than that, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, Simeon has terrible uh alien related opinions because I don't watch a lot of alien movies. I'm be with you guys. So for my favorite favorite movie, I wrote down Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I watched it super <laughs> recently, and I was like, "This movie's hilarious. This movie is just great. I like." No, it campy, is a great movie. Horror stuff. The um, only thing I don't like about it
1: now is the the humans win, but it is a great movie. So I also back... But here's the Anyone thing, bro. The Clowns, clowns
0: win this? for 99% of the movie. <laughs> yes. It is not until, like, the very end do they figure out, oh, they got a pretty obvious weakness. Yeah, um, it's the yeah. old
1: lost-in-space technique or whatever that game was. So, so and I'm going to say Obnoxio
0: the Clown can be used as one of the killer clowns if you want to. More classically-looking uh, clown I from mean, outer space there. I believe he there.
1: does have poison and so he's got like he's got a lot of the uh, he's got
0: some of the stuff
1: space clown and like that
0: movie was so funny and creative and it's on Netflix if you guys got it like killer clowns in outer space it is just a wild time. Alright next up we're kind of the show is starting to get like over an hour and twenty minutes so like we gotta wrap this bad boy up. So uh next up is a mummy mummy films. Alright. Mummy films it's pretty got... easy. there's not
1: a lot to go off of. So for the mummy Favorites are going to be any that uh, have Emotep. So that's the Brendan Fraser ones. Um, of course, like the the newer uh, Mummy, Mummy Returns, uh, whatever the third one was called. And then the Boris Karloff, the old uh, classic ones, were also Emotep. Anything else, uh, whether it's Jet Li or whoever that lady was i don't even bother with those ones um
0: we <laughs> the rest of like
1: the li- like the rest of the mummy movies really don't matter uh oh, pfft, mummies that know. you can use for hero clicks would be like the living mummy um from the Amazing Man. spider-man pretty solid dial even today for like a standalone mummy you can have hordes of them from i think there's mummies in no, there weren't any mummies in the Rest in Peace set. It was skeletons, huh?
0: No, dude, you'd yeah, to, no yeah, mummies. You'd
1: have to substitute the skeletons for the rest in peace mummies because there weren't any actual mummies. Um I think it's literally just Amazing Spider-Man that is the only uh the zombie uh or Zuvembi is kind of a mummy, but kind of not, so uh yeah, that's like the only thing we really have for Hero clicks.
0: Uh, for mummies, I I also went with the Brendan Fraser series of movies. More specifically, uh, I think we got to shout out The Rock. Never mind the Scorpion, Scorpion King. King. I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't know what I was. I was I, was, I got nothing. Never mind. I, mean, I don't watch any mummy no, movies. It's, it's in the Mummy.
1: It is like the Mummy. Oh, Scorpion it is okay. King. Yeah, yeah. The Rock. It's so first Scorpion. it appears. Okay, yeah, yeah. I
0: was confusing myself. It's been a, like ten years since I've probably seen that movie.
1: Yeah, Brendan Fraser like appears or he fights like The Rock as. This weird mummy pharaoh monster that is like a CGI scorpion that's awful. So that's like the, like the first time he appears. And then he has a standalone where it's like how he came to be the scorpion king or whatever. And that movie is actually surprisingly way better
0: than the Brendan Fraser one. Right on. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. So yeah, we obviously have two uh, The Rocks of the, uh, the people's champ in WWE wave one set. So definitely go check those out. Yeah. Give next him up sort of like range and then he's perfect. Give and him the him uh, in, sniper put rifle. Put him in a dune buggy. Give I him don't know. Black lantern sniper rifle. Just do, just do that. Um, next up demons slash devil. Uh, for Ooh. these I put little Nicky. Yeah, That's a good old okay.
1: uh, little Nicky is of course a uh, comedy so it's not really like a horror movie. Um, not that these were supposed to be horror or anything, but um, Meet no. Joe Black. So, it's Adam Sandler and Little Nicky. Meet Joe Black is not necessarily a demon or devil kind of thing, but it's Brad Pitt playing the embodiment of death. And it's just a very interesting film. And then my favorite has got to be like Hellraiser, the series of Hellraiser movies. They they increase and decline as like a roller coaster would in quality, but the first couple Hellraisers are pretty good as far as like weird demon stuff go. And then I didn't bother going with uh any anime because there's a ton of like anime mm. stuff that fits into all of these. Especially the witches, wizards, warlocks, and like stuff like that. But uh Black Butler is a really good take on like the demon human interaction in my opinion for media sake oh, and then uh,
0: way to choose female anime number two for your choice like the least <laughs> manly anime you could have chose there Zimian.
1: oh it's it's really Keep good going. I'm not gonna
0: judge you that uh, hard
1: it's not yeah it's like, like
0: brawl it's a pretty decent anime uh, like you could have said blue exorcist you could have said black clover you could have said a ton of stuff man
1: I could have but I went with Black Butler. You don't know. You've never watched those Sebastian. Probably, but you went with Black amazing. Butler. And, uh, Jeez, this guy. I not even bother with anything after Sebastian. Uh, so. Yikes. For Heroclix, Etrigan, of course. Gone, Gone, the form <laughs> of Man. Rise again, Etrigan. That's got to be, like, the number one demon in Heroclix. Uh, Blue Devil from, I think it's Justice League Trinity War that Blue Devil. Last it is, appeared yeah. Yeah. And what an amazing figure to play around the holidays or around the Halloween holiday, because uh blue devil of course, like has the whole uh, supernatural exorcism trait where uh, yeah, he deals like too unavoidable to anyone that would stop their dial from turning. And then he's also got,
0: yeah, uh, that is cool. That is the cool. ability
1: to ignore mystics and like, I don't know. He's just got a lot of stuff going for him. He's a little bit high-costed nowadays, and DC always like starts their dial at a 17 defense for whatever reason, and no end on, but Blue Devil is always a
0: welcome addition to the Justice League Dark team. Right on. For my demon movie, this should come as no surprise, uh, but Deadites are demons. They possess people, so I went with Evil Dead. It's my all-time favorite. Evil Dead slash Army Darkness. So, Army Darkness, they fight skeletons. We got your skeleton generics in the RIP uh, RIP set. Um, For like, Arthur's Troops, you could just do Templars for generic knights, even though those are more range-based, sadly, and you definitely want knights that are more close-comedy based. We don't have any generic knights, though. Besides the Templars. Uh, Then you can also do generic demons, from the undead set they are also demons but they look goofy and stupid from the world's finest set because they're based on etrigan and then my choice for ash i think this is just a really good ash dial is uh archon it kind of shows how the demons are screwing with him like when he's going crazy in evil dead 2 with the whole utterly lost trait which lets your opponent move him one space which i think is hilarious and then he starts strong with running shot let me just pull him up actually just starts uh it's it's very much an ash williams dial i think he has running shot for three clicks with his battle bolts which is pensai and he uses it to target a single character and hits resolutions deal each opposing character adjacent to the target one penetrating damage so it's like better energy explosion you know in a way so that's awesome and then he goes into charge blades combat reflexes so he goes into chainsaw mode on the latter half of his dial i think it is a perfect And I do, I do say this perfect Ash Williams style. The only thing I might change is maybe give him Indom. But honestly, there's points in Evil Dead where you're like, Ash isn't the most resolute character a lot of the time. So I can see him having no Indom is also fine. So I do think Archon is just like the perfect Ash dial for sure. Toughness, running shot, then goes charge blades, combat reflexes with the really, really good uh, boomstick power, I would say. Uh, Moving on. Next up is ghosts. Simeon, spooky, scary people in sheets, three holes.
1: So Ghosts. ghosts aren't really my like forte. I don't really care that much about ghosts. Uh, I like reading about like, so some actual books would be like odd Thomas. Um, there's a couple Stephen King books, uh, the poltergeist movie. I don't really care for ghosts. Uh, that's not like I find ghosts frightening I just find most ways that ghosts are written are kind of underwhelming and I just don't care for them Uh, true ghost stories where it's like an actual account sometimes those are fun not like ghost hunters or Mm. ghost facers or ghost yellers or any of like the reality TV ones those are all just complete garbage to me but like recounting like a seventeenth century family that like like the Bell Witch ghost wherever whenever that happened like eighteen hundreds or nineteen hundred no it would have been eighteen hundreds because they had slaves because they were they deserved the ghosts um, but anyhow yeah like the Bell yeah, yeah. the Bell Witch family that totally deserved what they got uh, those are stories that I actually like um, the only ghost. What is it? Uh, the ghost, whatever trait. Um, the only ghost figures all yeah, the only figures that all play are the ones with like the ghost realm. And for some reason, death, the unique incarnate of death himself, has the ghost realm trait. When technically, I don't believe. I think death would be more of like a deity or something, but uh, I do like the death figure. Um, you've, of course, got the Grim Reaper, that's the alternate sculpt for him. And then there's Ghost and Jacob Marley and Ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I prefer Death and Jacob Marley over the other two, or the other three, whatever. Um, but, yeah, there's not a lot of figures to really choose from with like when it comes to Ghosts. There's just, I mean, you could go like Kitty Pride or something, but they're
0: not like spooky. They're just like people that phase through things, basically. Right on. Uh, For ghosts, I'm in the same boat. I don't watch a lot of ghost anything related stuff. Uh, The only ghost thing I could think of was, of course, the ghost of... uh, of, of the present, past, and the future. So, Christmas Carol is my go to ghost movie, I guess. And I guess that makes Jacob Marley my go to ghost hero Clicks figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I got. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, 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 What's I know this? that's right. What's this? What's this? Spooky um, in the you watch that movie at both times, baby. Watch the movie both times. Anyways, the yes. last, certainly not least. Well, for some people they might think least uh, is zombies. Simeon.
1: Oh, I for sure. Favorite, think
0: favorite zombie, least,
1: to be honest. Uh, zombies I know are, are. So there's a few zombie movies that I actually like uh, 28 days later because they're like, it's like a biological biological like thing. They're like rage-induced zombies. It almost makes sense as to why they like eat people. Uh, Zombie Land, just because it's funny and it's fun and it's a decent movie. Um, and then Dawn of the Dead, and that includes like all the iterations of like Dawn of the Dead, uh, whatever they went on to be. Um, I don't care for the Resident Evil movies. The Resident Evil games are amazing, but. Honestly, like I oh, never really beautiful. felt like scared the when hard. playing them. Same with uh, Dead Space. Dead Space is cool until you. It's kind of scary until you get like a hang of like what each zombie does and like how they move, and then it just becomes like very repetitive. St- stops being scary at like certain points. Um. But we do have like zuvembi uh, that can infect like figures and turn them other into other zoovembies we've got like the zombies from r.i.p um yeah that's about it i don't care for the walking dead ones i don't like dumb zombies that just like stand there and move slow it's not frightening to me i don't care for those
0: i also don't care for those which is why i went with my favorite piece of zombie media is marvel zombies specifically like the first two runs and then anything with the course htd howard the duck he's the man um And obviously we have zombies for that. So there's the supernova chases, Wolverine, Hulk, Spider-Man, Colonel America, affordable ones the mutations and monsters ones, which also is like a better Wolverine depending on how you look at it. It's the only Galactus version of any of the zombies we have, which kind of sucks that that's the only one we get, but it's okay. We still also don't have a Luke Cage zombie made in Heroclix, which is really, really rough for like the main crew of zombies. And then of course you get Spider-Man, Iron Man, Uh, that spider-man is better than the supernova chase kind of don't waste your money on the supernova chase if you want spider-man that uh the mutations of monster ones better and then of course giant man is the uncommon easiest to get a hold of then there's the guardians of the galaxy set and deadpool set zombies and then the zombie team base but yeah marvel zombies is a really crazy good run i remember just like hearing about it and then i bought like a trade i think it was like the first five issues and i was like oh i love this and then i bought like all the omnibuses for it and I enjoy all pretty much all of the stories. The ones where like the zombies fight the apes is not good; it's just not enjoyable, and I do not care about it because I don't care about the super apes. Um, but like the overall normal story, how they explain the zombies and how it's like an infinite time loop type of deal—spoilers so for Marvel zombies, sort of—not really uh, It's just really interesting. The what they do with the Ultimate Fantastic Four is also really cool. So I enjoy all those. I liked the, I especially like the one-shot Kitty Pride zombie story they did i loved that story that was a great one um so yeah there's lots of good marvel zombies comics out there uh i can't speak to a lot of the recent ones i read some of the secret wars battle world stuff but that was less about the zombies and more about just people surviving in their world it wasn't about the zombies being a main character that's all right yeah um but yeah marvel zombies is my go-to zombies, for sure they, just,
1: it was just they followed like, like elsa bloodstone and had like a follow, few other people or, yeah people that had yeah that's basically it yeah
0: but yeah that is that is the end of malcolm's questions this week thank you malcolm so much for sending in those questions uh if you guys want to send in questions like malcolm you can write into our facebook or our twitter we also have a gmail account so you want to send us an email like will smith did last week so that's at gmail sorry goodness gracious dial h for hero clicks uh, all spelt out at gmail.com you can also listen to this podcast anywhere recommend it to your friends obviously we're on itunes Podbean, Spotify, pretty much wherever podcasts are found. And if you're listening on one of those random wacky apps that's not super well known, we're pretty much going to show up there too. So uh, recommend Dial H for everybody, anyone in your friends group, anyone in your play group that you think might enjoy some fun Hero clicks content. And uh, check out our YouTube channel for weekly. Uh, we're going to start doing Thursday Throwdown every week now, guys. On Thursday, we took that break to hype up the Dial H for Hero clicks Extreme Rules WWE video. And, of course, go check that out. There's a playlist to watch all of the, the trailer and then all the promos. And then, of course, you it's this beautiful wrestling storytelling buildup that we made for this video. And we're, we're really proud of it. We can't wait for Wave 2 to do another one. So check that out on our YouTube channel, guys. That is all I have to say. Simeon?
1: Yeah. I want to say that the, uh, the Extreme Rules YouTube video truly made me laugh until I cried several times. Um, it's not all gold. There's like some several like parts of it that are just you know, you just have to watch it to get through it. But there's some real, some real golden nuggets in there that are just funny to me. And uh, I hope they're funny to you too. And again, if you join our Patreon, uh, not only will you get bloopers from the our Hero Clicks match with the Extreme Rules, you'll get those bloopers as a video. We're also going to start putting up some of the bloopers from our normal podcast, which isn't a lot to be honest we don't screw up that much uh i know it sounds like we don't we're just so perfect yeah it sounds like we would but honestly we keep most of the screw-ups in um but yeah we'll we'll put up like pre-show banter and some other stuff if anyone wants to listen of course like if you're being a patron i wouldn't suggest you be a patron just to listen to that but you know it is a perk of becoming a patron and with that, make sure to check out CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find oh. cool stuff in stock every day from the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com.
0: Right. And as always, there's only one King of the Werewolves, and that's CapWolf. Oh! Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs>
1: M-m-myself.